Welcome, everyone, to the chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for the chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS, and it can be live-streamed from its website. The chat is also available on Google, Apple, and Spotify podcasts. Today, I'm chatting with Bev Tibbetts. Bev is a BSF group leader and was an elementary teacher for BCSC for 29 years. She and her husband, Jim, have two daughters and two grandchildren. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. Today, I'm chatting with Bev Tibbetts. Bev is a BSF group leader and was an elementary teacher for BCSC for 29 years. She and her husband, Jim, have two daughters and two grandchildren. Welcome to the chat, Bev. Hi, Nida. It's so good to be here. So glad to have you come. I'm looking forward to the next few minutes with Mm -hmm. you. Will you tell us about your family? Yes. I came from a family of six girls, and of course, my father wanted a boy when the first one was born, and we ended up having two girls also, but uh, we do have grandsons, and so uh, they've been a blessing to us as well. What a blessing kids are, isn't it? Yes. Will you tell us about the work that you've done? I, as you've said, am a past elementary teacher. I worked mostly fourth graders. I love that age students. Uh, They're around 10 years old, and they're super to work with. And I've had uh, so many good kids, great kids, and even greater parents who've been so willing to support me. And I missed that when I retired, having that life. Will you tell us when you came to know Jesus? Will you give us your testimony? Early on, we were not a spiritual family. I remember when I was about seven or eight years old, um, there were four of the kids at that point. We got Sunday afternoon after uh, after we had had lunch, we got a knock on the door. Uh, of course, the parents sent us kids out of the way, and uh, there was a young man there. And so they invited him in, and he turned it out to be a minister. And he was taking care of two churches that were six miles apart, and we lived halfway between those two churches. And so he would go to one church, do the opening and the sermon, and then go to the other one. And so on that day, he told our parents that their children needed to be in Sunday school. And starting the next Sunday, we were there. And so we started going to church regularly. It was not until I became a parent that I really understood relationship. And uh, I was having a a difficult time with our two children did not sleep well. They had milk allergies, and my husband traveled a lot. I just thought, there's got to be something else. And the Lord knew what I needed because a friend invited me to BSF. And as soon as I went, even though it was very intensive and was time-consuming, I knew that's where I needed to be. And I knew that I was looking for a relationship with the Lord. That's where 
I, I was going to find it. So you came to know Christ because of Bible Study Fellowship. Absolutely. Yes. What a what a tremendous organization that yes. is. Oh, such a such a grounding yes. in the word. And the thing that I think is so valuable is that first of all you're in Bible study daily, mm-hmm. so you develop a relationship with the Lord, but also you are invited to apply these concepts to your life. And from that application, you begin looking out and saying, okay, Lord, what can you help me do? What do you want me to do? And so that's where service has come in for me. Wow. Well, what is your relationship with Jesus like today? Can you describe it? Uh, He's my best friend. Uh, He's more important than anything else, of course, with my family. He directs my day, helps me know the needs of other people, and fulfills my life. Mm. Such a close relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What is your passion? What passion has he given you? Service. Mm. It's been very, very clear that uh, I want to reach out to people, and I pray that daily that he will equip me so that I can be available to be his hands and feet, and starts with mm. the head and the heart. Mm-hmm. that I'll be his hands and feet and do his work. What a tremendous passion that is. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Where are two areas in your life that God's working on you to make you more like Jesus? As a result of going through this, preparing for this opportunity, I'm aware that my prayer life is not what it needs to be. I am so quick about telling people I will pray or if they ask me to. And then I think about that when I'm vacuuming or cooking or doing things in the house. The Lord brings those people to mind. So I do a lot of arrow prayers. Uh It's a good thing at least to pray, but it is not what I would really like to to be to have happen. So as a result of this, I attended a prayer workshop once that was very helpful about showing the the important ways of dividing the prayer to cover all things to really develop a relationship. Most important part of that is praise. And so starting off with praise and, and then thanksgiving and confession and then petition for others and petitions then for myself. So it's easy to make him a push button God and just say, you know, pray while I'm doing all of those things. But it's so important to have that special time with him. Mm-hmm. Just to. Sit. At his feet. Yes, absolutely. It's a beautiful picture. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. It sure is. There's a chat theme song called Stepping Out. Mm-hmm. And in that theme song, it talks about God wanting us to get out of the boat so that we can step into faith in some area of our lives or to do something special for him. Mm-hmm. Have you had one of those times of stepping out? Yes, but I need to preface it by saying early in my life, I have this thing going through my head that says, I can't do that. I can't do that. And it's been so, I know God organized this, but my husband loves challenges and I hate them. (laughs) And so he's always wanting to go do things and, and I am having to tag along reluctantly. When I was in BSF and, and thoroughly enjoying it and learning, we had the opportunity, or my husband was asked to move uh, for us to go to Mexico for two years. 
And of course, my reaction was, I can't do that. And yet I knew that I had to, because if that's what God was calling us to do after we'd bathed it in prayer, then he would equip me to do that. And so uh, I started out by saying, I can't do that. And then I got to the point where I'd say, well, I can do it with God's help. And then, of course, the end is where I really want to be is he's the one who does the work. Mm -hmm. And he calls me to help him so I can do what he's asking me to do. But I'm I'm the benefit of the joy of that. He's doing the work he's calling and telling me what to do. And that's what I'm happy doing. He calls and he supplies what you need. Yes. You just have to be willing. Well, we yes. all do. Have to be willing. We yes. have to be willing to do whatever it is he wants us mm-hmm. to do. Looking into your prayer, you were just saying that you, throughout your life, done uh, arrow prayers. Mm-hmm. Have there ever been times, though, when you, each day, is that something that, I'm sure you're, it sounds like you're praying each day, but mm-hmm. are there any specific times or anything that you are praying? I get up early in the morning. Of course, I go to bed early at night. But mm-hmm. I get up at 5 to 6, and I have my uh, coffee mm-hmm. and my quiet time, and I don't turn any lights on. I, I just like that atmosphere for early morning. Uh-huh. And I pray at that time, and I try to cover all of the things that are going to be happening through the day. But again, my mm-hmm. my focus is make me a servant because I've, I really believe that's what he's calling us to do. And that's how we're going to find fulfillment. Mm -hmm. The situation about going to Mexico was so difficult for me because I was thinking of all the things, you know, that I couldn't do. And one of the things was the language barrier. And I could only count to 10 in Spanish, and I'd learned that at my kids' preschool. And so the language barrier, uh, I'm not comfortable driving like in Indianapolis and I was going to need to drive in Mexico City. I had all of this long list of things I couldn't do that, that God worked through me with. Uh, but one of the greatest blessings of all of that, in addition to the people we met and what we've learned, was that two of my Bible study fellowship friends knew that I, because my biggest question was, but what about my Bible study? What am I going to do in Mexico with that? Mm-hmm. And so they purchased for me a a program called The Challenge of Being a Woman, Mm -hmm. and it had tapes with it and a workbook. And that's what I was accustomed to, the Bible, the workbook, and BSF. And so uh, they gave that to me along with 10 books. So we got established in a church. Uh, I asked the minister if that I had this, and would it be okay if I uh, would lead a Bible study? And I cannot believe, I mean, that took holy boldness on my part. (laughs) That was really from the Lord, because to be able to do that, I had only been in BSF a year and a half, and then we went to Mexico. But God blessed that in so many ways, because um, I, I met lots of people, and one of the special friends who kept coming back, because I did this three separate times, it was a 12 week. And then we'd have a break, and then we'd do it again. And my husband was able to bring the books that we needed, and Customs never checked him once. He was able to bring the books. We just have them sent to the office, and so that's how that happened. 
Um, but one of the ladies I kept in contact with, she was a British lady, and she just really was hungry to know the Lord, and and we love working with those kinds of people. And so she said, I'm going to start saving money, and I'm going to come to the United States to visit you in a few years, whenever I get the money saved. And so uh, in 2016, they came to visit. And the second night that they were there, I got a phone call from her daughter. And she said, I've been meaning to make this phone call to you forever and ever. But I don't know why I just didn't get to it. But I know my parents are there now. And I just want you to know it was through the Bible studies that you did that my family came to know the Lord. And so my brothers and sisters and all of our the grandchildren all know the Lord, and it's because of the Bible studies you did. And so that was all the Lord's doing, the calling, that showing me I could do it even when I thought I couldn't, when I was telling him I couldn't. Uh, it was such a blessing to know that the Word had changed hearts even with the younger generations. Wow. So Beth. that was an exciting time for me to hear that. Not because of what I did, because uh-huh. I was making it difficult for the Lord mm-hmm. to, but the end result was, was what was so good. And so, it's all because you stepped out of the boat. The boat, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Well, Bev, I'm really intrigued by what you are telling us. We've got to take a break. Oh. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Bev Tibbetts and just having a a great time listening to what she's telling us from her obedience to Christ. I'd like to continue on a little further with your prayer life, Bev. Will you tell us a day in the life of Bev Tibbetts? What's your prayer life starting in the morning all the way to night? Okay, with my coffee time, (laughs) I start my prayer. And as they say, covering all of the things that I know I'm going to be doing through the day. Mm -hmm. I have a problem in that I still have part of that teacher business with me. And I seem to think that I want uh, to have a lesson plan for my day. Mm -hmm. And many times I sort of tell the Lord what I'm going to be doing through the day (laughs) in the prayer. And he changes my lesson plan every day. Um, But that's good. He's teaching me to be flexible. And he has a way of doing that. Yes, he does. He's very effective at that. (laughs) And so um, I pray throughout the day when I am, as I say, doing things in the afternoon uh, or when I'm doing things at home. And I pray at night before I go to bed. A lot of times it's, again, arrow prayers, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. there are times I even go to sleep. I just realize how important prayer is, and in working with several people, there are so many needs. And as Jesus says, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. And so I try to remember to pray for as many people as I can mm-hmm. because I'm aware of their situations and their need for him to be in their lives. Yes, yes. The more we know the more opportunity it gives us to pray. Yes, absolutely. Are there any prayers you pray specifically for yourself? That I will be what he wants me to be when I'm praying for, that I will be his servant. I start with my head 
because I know that's where it has to start Mm -hmm. with our thinking, uh, that he would equip my head and certainly my mouth and certainly my heart and then my body members to be about his service, Mm -hmm. uh, that I can be the servant he wants me to be. In saying that, you were saying a little earlier about the importance of you wanting to be a servant, wanting to serve. And so it sounds like you carry that throughout your day. I try to do that. You have a goal in mind, and that is to serve others. But I'm not perfect at that. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine you're not. (laughs) I I am not perfect at that. but then none of us are. So we, you, you know, you're in good company along yeah. with me and billions of, of others. If God could answer two prayers for you, what would those prayers be? The first would be healing for my daughter. She's had a, an illness for 26 years, and it's very difficult for her and the family. And, and I've learned a lot about prayer through that. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is I would be a witness that he would want me to be. I'm far from perfect, and I have lots of, lots of flaws, but I would like to be his witness through, for the children, the grandchildren, for the people that I work in, in serving, and um, just to be a witness forever. Has God ever disappointed you? Uh, yes, I'd like that prayer to be answered for my daughter. Oh. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about prayer because of that. As a novice, I thought you could just pray and God would... Mm. And his timing answered that prayer. But I mm-hmm. I know that he has changed a lot of things. And he may choose not to answer that prayer this side of eternity. But God knows what's best for all of us. He's sovereign. Uh, and he is wise beyond me- measure. So he's the one who calls the shots. And I need to just wait patiently or listen and let him change me if I'm the one who needs to be changed. Patience is tough, isn't it? It is very hard. I think it's tough for all human Mm -hmm. beings. Mm Do you agree? Of the fruits of the Spirit, that's the one that I measure worse than. (laughs) (laughs) Patience, yes. Okay, let's look at blessings. Besides your family, what are two of the greatest blessings God has bestowed on you? When we came back from Mexico, I knew, knew I needed to get into some sort of an exercise program. And so I found a couple of ladies who were walking, and I asked to join them. And we would talk about, you know, the storms in each other's lives and say, we'll pray about that. And then one day, one of the ladies said, we need to learn Scripture. Mm. And so we agreed, Mm. and she said, next time, two days when we walk, uh, bring a couple of Scriptures that you would like us to memorize. Mm -hmm. The first one was, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. And so that has been an important verse for me, sort of like, as you mentioned, my life verse, because I'm still learning to trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so we then learned, we had several, probably 15 or 20, and then we found the Navigator series that has little prayer cards or that have verses on them that you can memorize, and they were easy for us to carry in our pockets, and so we started on those. And one of those themes was becoming the Lord's child, and so it started with all have sinned and sins penalty, and Christ paid the penalty, all the steps, all the way to assurance of salvation, and so we learned those, and those have been so helpful to me, especially that one group 
because I've been able to, uh, I've had three family members, extended family members, who were near death, and I had the opportunity to take them through those verses and uh, after showing them who God is. Uh, so that's been really helpful. And those verses have helped me to be able to, when I write notes, put a, a verse for phone calls, for texting. I've just been able to use those verses. Now, I can hardly remember my good friend's name now, <laughs> and yet God has kept those verses in my mind. And so that's been a tremendous blessing for me. Wow. The second one was two years ago in January. I heard the same question at church and at BSF in one week and was, don't you have a neighbor who needs to study the Bible? And so I'd already discounted that with my neighbor. She had lost her husband about three months before, and I knew she was needy, but uh, I didn't want to make one more commitment. And so I kept stuffing that, and the Lord kept bringing it right back up. And so finally I said, Lord, do you want me to do a Bible study with this neighbor? And it was very obvious he was calling me to do that. And I had taken food over to them before. It wasn't, it wasn't like I didn't really know her, but, um, but I knew she had to be lonely. And so I took some food over. And then I said, after a lot of prayer, and my Bible study members were praying for me that, because I told them I was going to approach her. I asked, would you be willing to do a Bible study with me? Would you be interested in that once a week? And she said, well, I got my Bible out a couple of weeks ago, but I can't read it. And I said, it just so happens that we have a large print Bible that we got for our aunt, and she's passed. And so I said, I'll, I'll bring that over and see if you can read it. And so I turned it to a verse like John 3.16 and said, now, can you read that? And she said, yes. And so she read the whole thing. Then I said, but Lord, look at, look, look at my schedule. How, when could I do that? It was so clear. I was to do it Thursday at 4.30 so that she could have time to take a nap. I would ask her about what we were going to study, but he showed me because she said, I've always liked John the Baptist. She was in church as a child. Mm -hmm. So I've always liked John the Baptist. And he showed me Luke would be the great place to start with his life. And then he said, and by the way, you will need to take a big meal for her because she won't be able to prepare dinner. Well, she didn't cook anyhow, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but he, he knew that. So not only did we have some spiritual food, then we had physical food for her. And she always, always, always thanks me for the oh. food mm -hmm. that I bring. And I, you know, I make it something to last for a couple of days. And so that's been a very special time. Uh, so we did all of Luke, and then she was asking questions that made me realize we need to go back from the beginning. So we did all of Genesis, and, and she's learning who Jesus is, because one of her questions was, I, I still don't understand why Jesus had to die on the cross. Mm -hmm. So that gives you a reference point, you know, mm -hmm. where you have to start. And uh, mm -hmm. and she loves this time. Um she loves the prayer time, and I use all the prayer with her, mm -hmm. uh, starting with praise and uh, uh, his attributes. And so the prayer time is a lot of teaching time, too, about who he is and what he does and how much he loves us. 
And a couple of weeks ago, this just really warmed my heart. We were talking about the Lord's love, and I said, you do know that Jesus loves you, don't you? Mm. And she didn't even skip a beat. She said, yes, because he brought you to me. So another one of those things where God did it all Mm -hmm. from beginning to end, and we have a great relationship, and I really look forward to neighbor Bible study time on on Thursdays. Oh, how to see how God is using you in the lives of other women that you had no idea, right? <laughs> right. Aww, Absolutely. That's, that's great. You were just saying that you think that you rate the lowest in the fruits of the Spirit with patience. What about the highest? What, what are you doing pretty good in, Bev? I think gentleness, and it's all a gift from the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think because that's what it, I've heard people say that you have a gentle spirit. Well, mm-hmm. We know that comes from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so that's another one of his gifts. Mm-hmm. So it's not what I see in myself, but it's what others have said mm-hmm. to me. You so. know, that does come across very apparently, is you are a very gentle soul. I know some other gentle souls as well, and you <laughs> yes. fit very well in with that well, thank group. thank you. We know it's all the Lord's doing. Yes, we do. Because on our own, we know what we're like without Him. That's right. He has given us all of those fruits of the Spirit, mm-hmm. but it's up to us to go along with the way He wants to use them in our lives. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite book of the Bible? It's probably because I'm studying John now, but I love John. And even this morning, I got this picture that was that was so precious. It's like John is lifting the curtain for us to see the relationship between Jesus and God. Mm. John is such an in-depth book, and every time I study it, I'm learning more. But it's that love relationship, and then, of course, how he feels about us, too, and how how he loved the disciples and called them and And so uh, that's a beautiful thing. So, John. We've got to take another break, Bev. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm stepping out out of the boat For the Savior is near I'm stepping out out of the boat We're back with the chat, and I'm still chatting with (laughs) Bev Tibbetts. Bev, can you tell us two favorite biblical accounts? Oh, there are so many. Yes, there are. Uh, There are so many. I love when Jesus restored Peter after Peter had denied the Lord. And we can all just grieve with him about how awful that was. And yet um, Jesus restored him when he was asked, do you love me, Peter? And, of course, he had denied him three times And he had to confess, do you love me, three times. That just shows us how tender the Lord's heart is. And so I put myself in that place, too, because I disappoint him a lot. Mm -hmm. And yet I know how he tenderly brings us all back to him to be about the business of what we need to be, Mm -hmm. following him. That's it. Mm -hmm. We're all like that. Mm-hmm. We all disappoint him. Mm-hmm. And, but he's so tender, isn't he, mm-hmm. when he brings us back to him? Mm-hmm. Do you have a couple of favorite biblical women? My neighbor and I have just been studying Esther. We just finished there. And I see uh, how her faith uh, saved the Jewish people. 
and what it would have meant had she said no. Mm-hmm. But she was willing to do what she was called to do, and uh, so that was great. And, of course, Mary. I just can't imagine what God was asking her to do. And then, in being the mother of our Savior, she had to put up with a lot of ridicule and uh, very difficult times because of the ugliness of people. And I can be right there. I, I'm the same way at times. I can I can be ugly, and but yet she did it for the Lord. And then when she was told that she was going to have hard, hard times, she still was the, the mother that we're happy the Lord had. Yes. Hmm. If I were getting to pick just one woman in the Bible, I would pick Mary. Yes. I'd want to have her attributes. Just think, Bev, yeah. of those attributes that she had that were so Christ-like in order for God yes. to choose her, her yes. of all the probably millions yes. of people on the earth. He mm-hmm. chose Mary. And yet I don't see her as flaunting that at all. She was the humble servant. Yes. She professed to be the humble servant doing God's will. Meek and, and mild. mild. And that's what we all want. Yes, yes, the inner strength that came from God Mm -hmm. for her. Well, now let's talk about mentoring. Mm -hmm. Have you had any mentors in your life? Well, my walking buddy, I think, would be the first one that I've had. Uh The BSF leaders that I've had Mm -hmm. uh, have been wonderful to move my faith along. Lots of people, Mm -hmm. lots of people. You can learn so much from anyone, and I've got some friends who are, are really committed Christians, so I learn from them, and so that's a good thing. So it sounds like you've had several along the way, and even today you have several. Hey, I'm curious, who are those two friends that you keep talking about that have made such an impact on your walk with Christ? Jane and Sherry. Jane and Sherry. Well, Jane and Sherry, as you're listening to this, you have had quite an impact on Bev Tibbetts, and so thank you. Now... Have you mentored anyone? I feel like that's what I'm doing with my neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, big mm-hmm. time. And I'm hoping that I am with my children and my grandsons. And I've been involved in vacation Bible school. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I was a, after I retired from teaching, I was in the MOPS program as a mentor for the young moms. So those are things that the Lord has called me to do to mm-hmm. for him, for so mentoring. In, so in serving others, you have certainly impacted a lot of lives. What are some things you think you have passed along to those people around you? Uh, trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first thing is mm-hmm. just so important that we don't understand a lot of times what comes in our path. Uh, the storms we live through, we don't understand them. But we know that uh, the Lord can use them to help us grow, and we just need to stay committed to Him and keep trusting Him. Those are so important. Mm -hmm. We should, as followers of Christ, we should all be passing those very same things along, Mm -hmm. don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Well, in our walk with Christ, each of us as human beings have gone through struggles Some of us are going through struggles now. What about you? Have there been struggles in your life? Of course. Everybody has struggles. Mm -hmm. 
and we need to turn them over to the Lord, but he always provides people to give me wisdom about the struggles, the ones that I feel comfortable discussing Mm -hmm. with, Mm -hmm. to give me his perspective and to remind me to keep on trusting because he's going to make my path straight. That doesn't mean it's going to be an easy time. It can be a very bumpy road, but I know he's with me. And the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, Just knowing that, knowing the scripture, knowing you can go back to the scripture, uh, his attributes, knowing that he's going to help me through this bumpy road. And and, uh, and I'm grateful for friends who do that. Whatever those struggles are, can you give us one struggle in particular? Well, right now it's it's uh, age and all the things that come with age. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose your mobility uh, somewhat. Everything's more difficult. You're more tired. Uh, you you lose your memory. I mean it it uh, it's hard uh, to remember things. Uh, to organization skills, it's uh, even more difficult. Cooking to follow recipes and so life is harder and. Uh, someone said, I just want to be a, a sweet old lady when I'm old. And that's what we would all like to do. But they also said, you have to begin that when you're 30 mm-hmm. because you have to put it into practice. By the time you're older, you don't feel like doing a lot of the things you do when you're younger. And service is more difficult, serving others when you're tired or arthritis sets in and you have all those pains. and so I notice that even myself as I'm getting a little <laughs> older is these things seem to come on kind of slowly, mm-hmm. but hey, they're coming <laughs> <laughs> for all of us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are there any verses that come to mind as you're going throughout the day that maybe has something to do with the struggle that you're going through? Well, the first one always it's my go to verse, trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so all of those that I can remember, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be anxious, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. All of those verses, and that's why that's such a blessing mm-hmm. to me. They, can, they continue. To, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. They're such a blessing because share them with myself as well as with other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And someday when maybe your eyesight isn't as good, you don't have to read anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just wells up from your heart, mm-hmm. doesn't it, it? And in my memory, I pray that God keeps my memory strong enough for that, mm-hmm. that his word will still stay there regardless. Sure. Well, is there a song that you would like to share with us that has been encouraging to you or has meant a lot to you throughout your life? Amazing Grace. Mm. Uh, Right after I started in Bible study and my relationship with the Lord, a deeper walk with the Lord, I was able to go to a conference that focused on that. And and the words just described who I am, what I am, his amazing love that saved a wretch like me. That was real descriptive of focusing on the sin part of my life and and how much I needed him, and what a wonderful thing. And I was blind, but now I see, mm-hmm. and spiritually. I always just loved that verse. And we sang it several times at the conference. And, mm-hmm. and at that point, I also recommitted my life to the Lord. Mm. Uh, that verse will always be with me. Let's listen to Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. 
Amazing grace How sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me I once was lost But now I'm found Was blind But now T'was grace that taught my heart to fear And grace my fears relieved How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed My chains are gone I've been set free My God, my Savior Has ransomed me The Lord has promised good to me His word, my hope secures He will my shield and portion be As long as life is The sun forbear to shine But God who called me here below Will be forever mine Will be
to give you a couple of minutes. Is there anything God has laid on your heart that he would like you to share with each of our listeners? Of course, I have to say, (laughs) trust in the Lord with all your heart. And I'm still learning that. Mm -hmm. And I will be when he calls me home. I just want to say, be willing to let him direct your life, but your service to him, because anytime we serve him, we are blessed mightily. A year ago, I was turning 80, and I sort of told the Lord that I was going to step down with a lot of things that I was doing. I even had written that on one of my answers in, in BSF, that I was I was going to let the younger people do the things that need to be done. And uh, so I was going to cut back my service to the Lord. But I was telling him that. Four days later, I got a phone call that asked, would I be willing to pray about meeting with the BSF leader about becoming a group leader? Mm -hmm. And of course, my first response was, I can't do that. And yet I prayed. I asked my husband to pray. We prayed together about my meeting with her. And so we had our meeting. And the first question I asked was, do you know how old I am? And she said, have you ever read the story of Abraham and Sarah? (laughs) And that's it. I mean, you can't argue with that. So so my advice is that that we we all just need to be connected to him throughout our lives until he calls us home. We just want to be in the saddle working when he calls us home. That would be our, our joy. Because we know that when we're doing his work, and that he's called us to do it, we know he will equip us, and we know that we'll be blessed mightily as a result of that. And so I've seen in my life, and I'm still learning, uh, I, start, I start out with, I can't do that. And then I go to the point where I can, with Jesus' help, and working now on the level. Of course, I go back and forth mm-hmm. between those things. Mm-hmm. But now it is, I can do the work of the Lord, he will do it, and then he'd ask me to join him in partnership with doing what needs to be done and serving others. Sounds like so, you've learned your lesson. I'm I'm still in the process, because sometimes I still go back to that, I can't do this. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so. mm-hmm. What I think about sometimes for myself, I think, I don't want to rust out, I want to wear out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that that's my plan for me. We'll see how God carries that out. Yes. Will you pray with us? Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you for your wonderful attributes. You're holy and pure and perfect. And you call us who are none of those things because you're the forgiving God. You are the the God who is full of mercy and grace, and we are none of those things. So, Lord, we just pray that you would help us um, behold you in who you are and 
focus on that throughout each day. We thank you so much for the opportunity to focus on you as our Father God, as you, Lord Jesus Christ, as our Savior, and you, Holy Spirit. And we're so grateful that you've called us into service with you. We pray that you'll draw us now to you. Give us the desire to serve wherever you want us to serve, what you want us to do. Equip us. Take away any fear that we have of walking with you and being about your business. And we give you all the praise and the honor and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Beth, for that prayer. It's been so good to have you today. Thank you for coming to the chat. Thank you for inviting me. You are welcome. And thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning in to the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat for the Savior.